Welcome to the B2B Proposal Playbook Podcast. Every two weeks, our CEO, Joe Ardeezer, will share actionable steps on how to write proposals that eliminate scope creep, productize your offering, and increase your overall profitability. Make sure you subscribe. This is the B2B Proposal Playbook. My name is Kevin Pruitt, and it's my honor to host this great podcast created by Joe Ardeezer, CEO of Smart Pricing Table. Joe, this is the episode we've been waiting for. This is the one that we've talked about, even when we were talking in the planning stages, you know, you kind of said, this is this is kind of the sweet spot of the episodes we're going to talk about. So this is the really around the proposal review meeting. Joe, just kind of walk us through that. And this is kind of a unique approach, you know, in this space. So I, I love the fact that you you say you do this and just the way the benefits that you've you've mentioned previously. So talk about that meeting. I, I'm, I've definitely been looking forward to this one, uh, Kevin. And the reason why is there's so much work that goes into proposal writing and the proposal review meeting can give you such a great edge with your prospect and with competitors. And so the, the context here is you've got a proposal together, you know, how do you, how do you get your customer to interact with it? How do you get to them to engage? So, and this, I think this podcast, there's a lot of this, we'll just be talking about this particular strategy. Um, so I'll take a bit of time on it. The way that I, I do things with, with uh, project-based work is I would have an initial sales discovery call. So I'm talking to uh, the prospect for say 30 to 60 minutes. And then at the end, I'd say, well, you know, Kevin, thanks for sharing all that information and downloading that all to me. The next step in our process is I'd like to schedule a 20-minute proposal review meeting with you. Okay. I then open up my uh, my Calendly or whatever system that I use, put it in your time zone, and I say, what's a good time for you? Maybe I have a 20-minute you know, proposal review meeting specific setup inside of Calendly. And, and then we set that up. Okay. Now, we'll call this kind of the first part of this strategy. Uh, the, the great thing about it is generally you won't have customers push back on it, you know, because you're telling them what to do next. I, I love this saying in marketing or in sales, tell your customer what to do next. The next step in the process, Kevin, is you're going to meet with me again. And because I say it's part of the process, it feels more concrete. It feels very like it's a settled thing and that's just how they do it. Okay, I'll go with it. Now, Kevin, uh, let's role play here. Tell me you're too busy. Tell me you, you can't do a proposal review meeting. Yeah, I, is that really necessary? I mean, just send it over and just let me take a look at it and, and I'll get back with you. Yeah, the, well, Kevin, the reason why we do these and why it's so important is, you know, pro, pro, these projects are comp, complex, and I want to, I want the opportunity to actually walk you through it and to show you, you know, what we're actually pitching. Um, there's probably going to be some options inside of there, and I'd hate to just give you something that was is less valuable without a little bit of narrative from me. Um, additionally, if you said, you know, push back some more, I might say, well. Here's the thing, Kevin, I, I've got a lot of hot leads, you know, one sales guy to another, got a lot of hot leads, and um, it just takes a good amount of time to put together a proposal, and we kind of have a rule that if we can't pitch it, if we can't go over it, we may not be able to create it. And so if you really, really want a proposal, you've got to meet with me. And the thing, uh, at least what I found, um, 
in, in the marketing world is sometimes someone wants a proposal from you just so they can compare it to other mm. ones. So the the strategy here is, you know, don't just chuck it to them. Don't just uh, blindly give it to your uh, customer, but review, you know, get, put up, put up this meeting so that you can re review it together. Yeah. So that's the first first step. When they actually get to the meeting, and feel free to, since this is a little bit longer, Kevin, you can interject with questions. Once we get to the meeting, uh, the attendance rate is really high uh, for a, a couple of reasons. One, they don't get the proposal till after the meeting. Okay, that's part of the strategy. Additionally, they want to be able to see your proposal because they are likely comparing it to other vendors mm -hmm. and they're wanting to see your price and your offering. So you get a high attendance rate, if not almost near 100%, um, because they committed to it and they you have something they want. Now, in that meeting... The value of it is I'm not just giving you a proposal, Kevin. I get to sell you on the proposal, right? Absolutely. I, I, I recently started doing webinars. And one of the principles with webinars is you don't just like say, come to my webinar. Here's what we're talking about. But you sell it to them. Here's why you should come to my webinar. Here's some of the benefits that you get from it. And so in that meeting, I can go over, you know, this is why we set it up this way. Um, these are some considerations. Here are some options. I didn't know if you wanted this. Was that something? Oh, oh, you do. Okay. Now, if you're using interactive software like Smart Pricing Table, you can even nail down the price. You can uh, potentially remove stuff with them as well. And you also you productize the services too. You know, we, in a previous episode, we talked about that, and the modules kind of interchangeable, and in real time, you're kind of updating the proposal. You know, right. as you're going through it, so. Yeah, it's interesting features. Yeah, yeah, and and really, you can cut down on so much back and forth in this proposal review meeting. You know, taking a, a close from three weeks to all of a sudden it's you know a, a few days or a week because you can at you can turn things off and on. You can interact mm. with them. You can overcome objections. You surface questions during this meeting, and you know, I like to say too, as far as the you know, getting, uh, cutting down on close cycles and invite whoever else you can from their side so that the decision makers have the information that they need. I um, think also so you're, you have the chance to, like you, you mentioned specifically uh, answering objections, even clarifying, you know, the proposal, clarifying what the different features are, you know, because those are, those questions are going to come up. They, they may not be objections. They just may be, oh, I, it's like the difference between a phone call and the email. You know, right. there, it is dialogue versus monologue, you know, kind of a one-sided communication. So I, I see a lot of a lot of benefits to to getting on that call. I, I'm really big about being clear with your offerings. So if we're, you know, you've got a hand, you know, 10, 20 different line items in a proposal, you know, inside of those line items being really clear. But even the best agreement, the best scope of work requires some level of interpretation. So I, I think you're, you're totally on to something correct there. I think this during this meeting, you're adding flesh and you're uh, adding color to everything so that there's a really clear understanding of what the project is going gonna, is gonna to be like. What are some of the, like, really drill down in the meeting itself? Like, talk about what are the questions that are, you know, as... As you're pitching this proposal, what are what are the questions that are going through your mind in this meeting? What 
what questions do you want to ask the prospective client to really drill down and make sure you're kind of scratching their itch type, you know, so to speak? Well, I would, I would want to go through mostly the scope of work and, and sections. So, you know, I, I like to group line items together in different sections. And so I, I'd go through each of those and we'd paint a picture of what they could expect. And all the while I'm trying to engage, you know, what, what services are they interested in? Are there things that I haven't included that I could? You know, if you have software to do it, great to be able to add things on the fly. A smart pricing table allows you to do that. I'm also trying to gauge, you know, how are they feeling as far as overall costs? Mm. What is the kind of gut reaction? Is there sticker shock? Are they feeling good? If if there's some hesitation, like I just sense that the price is too high for them, I might think of what are some things that I can deselect? Are there some upsells inside of line items that I can turn off to kind of get the price down? If they're loving it, I might I might be a little bit more proactive on pitching some additional services mm-hmm. that are in the proposal. Like I spend more time on some uh, additional items for them to consider. I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of really try to gauge the temperature and then uh, have my strategy develop on the fly as I see how they're interacting. I do like to say, you know, if the price is too high, uh, you know, folks would maybe ask for a discount. And one of the my responses, and maybe we went over this previously, but you know, I would say, you know, I don't, we generally don't give discounts, but I'm happy to see if there's some things that we can deselect to go down on price. And the idea there is I'm okay to go down on price if we're also going down on scope. And that's that's clearly clearly delineated in the proposal itself, but it also gives you a chance to, as you're having this conversation, you know, and think, are, are you, are you looking at, are you trying to determine, is this person the actual decision maker in that meeting as well? You know, are you, is that one of the questions kind of going through your mind? Because um, are you pitching it to the right person even in the, yeah. in the firm? Well, that makes me think of, you know, just some general questions, Kevin, that I might ask during the proposal review mm-hmm. meeting. And some of these I might even ask before I ever set up the meeting, because remember, before I set it up, I'm trying to gauge, is it even worth creating a proposal for them? Here, a handful of questions we wrote down in the green room, um, you know, who's involved in the decision making process? I would want to understand that. Um, I probably want to ask that maybe a little bit earlier on. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't, I would certainly want to ask it during that meeting. Right, right. But I want to ask that early on so that I can get them in the proposal review meeting. I want to to have uh, folks that have the authority or have uh, you know an important input into the decision maker. I want them on that meeting if at all possible. Another question I like asking, and this might be towards the end of the proposal review meeting, is what's the decision process? Uh, decision-making process look like? like so, who's going to, who's going to make that, who can sign off on this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and what does it, and what does it look like? Right. right. So every decision-making process is going to look different for each company. So you might have uh, may, maybe their, their processes. Well, first it would be me and, and uh, Julie. And then if that all looks good, we're going to bring in our CEO, Tom, and then we would pass it off to legal. Okay. And, but they might also tell you things like, you know, 
we're we're actually trying to figure out if we're going to go with this idea entirely. And part of it has to do with price, but it also depends on can we find a group that can do it fast enough? Now, if I didn't ask that question, what does the decision-making process look like? I might have not gotten some really, really valuable information that could make me pivot a lot, okay? And typically, we don't ask these questions because we're scared. Like, we don't want to be too forward. But mm -hmm. what I found, Kevin, is that people will volunteer a lot more information than, than you think they will. And that information can be really valuable. And here's a quick word from our sponsor. Let's face it, building proposals is a pain for most agencies. It drains your time and energy, and the prospect of being ghosted is real. But what if I told you there's a better way? Introducing Smart Pricing Table, the game-changing interactive proposal software designed specifically for agencies like yours. Learn more at smartpricingtable.com. And there's a way to ask questions well, I think, in, in the process. And there's a, there's a way to, to alienate people as well. So, you know, I think... That is the relational side of business. That's the relational side of sales. But are you also asking like, like what is the timeline that you're trying to meet? Is that, are you, have you built that into the proposal or is this, you're refining it in this meeting as well? I, I definitely want to understand the timeline, the timeline on making the decision and the timeline on the actual project. And again, when I, the, when I ask this question, may vary. You know, if I ask it early on, maybe I'm trying to understand, you know, it, it, do we even have uh, spots for this particular project? Do we have availability? If they need to start in two weeks, then that's different if they need to start in two months. I, I, may, I may be able to Tetris things in one scenario and in another I can't. And from a closing the deal perspective, I really want to understand timeline because that's going to help me understand what projects and what deals I'm going to put the most emphasis on. If, if someone says, we're going to make a decision in the next two weeks, and it's a real hot opportunity that's going to close, I may focus on that one a little bit longer than maybe this project over here where there's a little bit more tire kicking going on. So I like that question, you know, what's the timeline for making a decision? And then I also like asking what's the time, you know, when, when we're talking about the timeline for their actual project, what's driving it? I like to understand drivers. Mm, yep. Like that you're getting past the surface to understand the why of the timeline. Mm -hmm. And that can often give you some clues into how to do your sales strategy. We, we, we need to make this decision because so-and-so is speaking at this conference. Interesting. Okay. Why is it important to that conference that you have this done? Okay. Okay. Great. Good deal. Maybe there's just some a totally different approach that I take because I I get some answers there. So you've you've set the you set this meeting up in in the first place, and you certainly have outlined the benefits. You know, from from your standpoint on this meeting, you've also kind of outlined even on a more granular level that the idea that we're going to ask these questions and these are kind of driver questions that we're trying to determine in this meeting. But so we're we're wrapping up. How do you set the stage for what's next? What's the next step? What's the follow-up process or the follow-up plan on after this meeting? I'm a, I'm a big uh, big fan of FAMBAM. I don't know where this acronym came from. Uh, I got it from Dan Martell. I don't know where he got it. Um, but FAMBAM is great. It's from a meeting, book a meeting. Uh, you can also do BAMFAM, 
book a meeting from a meeting. So if you forget the order, it's very, it's very forgiving. But the idea is book a meeting right there because that's the easiest way to easiest time to get a meeting. You know, an email, it's easy for your prospect to just kind of put it off or to forget about it, fall through the cracks. But if I'm on an actual like Zoom meeting or in person with you, Kevin, it's very easy for me to open up my calendar and say, let's talk about the next meeting. Mm. Um, you're doing that initially when you do your sales discovery call, you're doing fam bam to get to your proposal review meeting. Now, when you're in your proposal review meeting, the goal is to talk again to maybe get an update on the sales process and or the decision making process and how that's going. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take all of the answers I've gotten from these questions and I'm going to have that kind of inform my approach there. So maybe maybe I found out that the VP of the VP of marketing is the decision maker and they're on vacation until, you know, September 15th. Okay. I might say something like, well, why don't we do this, Kevin? I'd love to get an update um, a little bit after that uh, your your VP gets back in September. Let's get set up a meeting for, you know, the, the week of the 20th uh, to, you know, talk about things. Um, I'd love at that point to kind of get an update on, you know, how likely is the project? Did so-and-so have any important feedback? Uh, maybe we could, you know, review if the proposal was satisfactory what you what you wanted but i'm going to schedule it based on the information that they give me um and you know you know knowing things like you know, another question that's helpful is what would happen if this project didn't go forward mm-hmm. um that's a great you know, question I can, I can bring that into the discussion yeah hey uh, you know uh michael you'd mentioned you know we're, we're planning on talking in a week get doing an update i know you guys have that conference coming up are things still as vital as they as they seemed, right? What's bad is just the annoying follow-up email. Like I'm just just checking in, you yeah, know. That's right. I haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> any, right. any any updates on your side, right? No, you, no, you want to show that you're actually listening and you know what's important to them and weave that into the conversation when you're trying to get an update or some feedback. Um, I, I wouldn't hesitate to to do, pick up the phone as well. I think email sometimes can be you know, just easy to put you off. And I, I like keeping things really simple. Hey, just a real quick call. Any, any, any updates on your side? I might say, uh, you know, just so you know, Kevin, we, we have about two spots left in September to start projects. Okay. I'm doing an urgency play here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and obviously you need to be honest, uh, advise being dishonest or lying, but you know, we've got two projects spots open and I hate for you to lose your spot. And any thoughts on on when you guys might be making a decision? We're super fired up at potentially working together. Okay. So again, so much more, so much deeper than just a, a boring follow up email. So that that's kind of general process. And then the last thing I would add to that is um, understanding how they're interacting with their your proposal. Now, you'll never get the level of interaction that you get on the proposal review meeting as when they're on their own. And that's why it's so important to have that meeting, right? They're just, they might look at it, but it's easy for them to just kind of put it off um, or just scan it. Whereas on that meeting, they're focused, they book time. It's not socially acceptable for them to be multitasking, Mm -hmm. right? Like they're they're paying attention. So, but I want to understand, I can get some clues on, you know, how they're interacting with the proposal if I've got the right software. So, you know, things like open notifications, 
you know, getting a notification when they've clicked on the proposal to open it and review it. Another thing is analytics. How are they interacting with it? With Smart Pricing Table, we do both of those. Um, you get open notifications, but you can also see, you know, they clicked on these pages, uh, they opened these line items, they selected these options. And all of that is going to play into how I interact with them. If I know that they recently engaged, I might call them sooner. Um, if they, you know, turned a line item off and on a few times, I might bring that up in a, a sales conversation. Hey, you know, did, I'm curious, did you guys have a chance to talk about this particular feature? You know, that's interesting. Yeah, we turned that thing off and on. We weren't sure about it, um, but here's where we landed. And then I might have an opportunity to actually win some of the budget back. Yep. And and clarify, I mean, the questions they would have that that is that dialogue that you don't have, but you have really explained well why this is such an important meeting to have. I mean, it is it is vital in the sales process. And I know that that is it is proven time and time again in your experience, you know, how how important this this is. But as as we wrap up, contrast that all with a quick phone call with a prospect throwing together a proposal, maybe it takes you an hour, just sending it over email and crickets. Yeah. Right? I mean, what what a big difference. When I started doing this, it helped my close rate like crazy. I required it and uh, we just we saw so much so much good results from this method. I think in a previous episode you you mentioned that you used the the idea of chucking it over the fence, you know, right. just doing the proposal, we're going to throw it over the fence, but wrap us up today. Just, just with maybe a, just a quick thought about, just think back at, at one of these meetings that you've had and just a, maybe you don't have to mention names or anything, just anecdotally, what were, what was the the thing that stood out that you think, this is why we do these, you know, this is the, this is the one thing that I'm thinking, this is absolutely why we do them. I think when you start hearing the questions that your prospect is thinking, you know, but you're hearing them out loud versus they're just saying it in their own head. When you start hearing the questions and realizing I can overcome objections on the phone, that's so powerful. You can persuade them. You can correct a misunderstanding and uh, and all that can come together to really increase your, your, your odds for closing well. I had, a, well, the last thing was, oh, I love saying this. So another thing I love about the proposal review meeting is the more my prospect is talking to me, the less they're talking to my competitors. That is a great point. And the fact that they would attend the meeting and that they would be engaged and maybe even excited is giving me clues that I may be on their short list or I could be, you know, top two competitors. And so, again, it's just all quiet. It's all crickets. When you when you just send it over the fence, you have no idea what they're thinking. And, you know, like that may be the differentiator. I mean, if if the proposals are close, the fact that you took the extra time to kind of walk through and I have a I have better understanding, I have I have more confidence maybe even in your proposal because I understand it better. So uh, there are just many, many benefits to to this meeting that virtually took 20, 20 minutes of your time. And, uh, you know, you I love the kind of the brevity that you set that meeting. So, you know, let's get after it. Let's get in and let's look at look at it. We're not here to take a lot of your time, but we want to answer questions and make sure we're we're actually meeting your needs, you know, as as you've outlined to us. So, Joe, what another great episode. Thanks again for just taking time today and, and just sharing your 
uh, just out of a wealth of experience. I mean, so much of this is built out of, you know, the the previous episode we just talked about built out of the pain of, of, uh, you know, just mistakes or, or failing forward. I'd like to, I like to kind of reframe that actually it's pivoting positively, you know, <laughs> instead right. of failing forward. So, uh, anything that you just want to close us out with today related to this topic? I would just say, try it. Try it. I think, you know, trial and error is such a huge part in business. Just try it. And I think you'd be really impressed with the good fruit you get from it. Brother, it's it's always good to, to uh, chat with you about this. And just thanks again for taking time. Have a great weekend and uh, looking forward to the next episode. Likewise. Thanks, Kevin. And just ask yourself this question. Are you leaving money on the table with your proposals? Introducing Smart Pricing Table the ultimate agency proposal software with built-in upsell features. Maximize your revenue potential today. Visit smartpricingtable.com DAG to learn more and download our free guide, The Profitable Proposal Blueprint.